Welcome to the Vision Podcast, a podcast that explores news, topics, and information of interest to the faculty, staff, and friends of the Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences. I'm your host, Karen Brown. And I'm your host, John Burrow. Hello and welcome to the 45th edition of the Vision Podcast. My name is John and today we are happy to uh, have with us Dr. Bam, the Assistant Vice President for Student Affairs here at Mississippi State University to discuss with us about the MySSP uh, mental health app uh, for students and to talk with us about mental health as we near the end of the semester. Dr. Bam, welcome to the Vision Podcast. Thank you, it's a pleasure to be here. And tell us a little bit about your job with that long title and what you do, um, and then we will get into this app and how it's helping students. Sure, so the, you know, we always just refer to me as the Assistant Vice President for Student Affairs, but my actual title with HR is Assistant Vice President for Student Support and Wellbeing. Okay. And that's probably more reflective of my actual the job title, but that one really does get long. The, <laughs> so we don't really yes. use it very often. But I have the pleasure of working with the, the different departments on campus that really affect student well-being. So the health center, the counseling center, our disability resource center, um, health promotion and wellness, the, our office of survivor support. So the, I get a chance every day to work with those offices and think about how do we help our students? The, you know, beyond the academics, how do we just help them lead healthy, fulfilling lives? And our ultimate goal is to help them be successful in college, but also to give them skills that will be useful for them outside of college so that they can the, lead healthy lives, so that they can be fulfilled in, in whatever they ultimately end up doing. The, and we are kind of connecting the pieces for them and hopefully helping them understand that all of the well-being pieces, all of the health pieces are tied together. So one of my favorite things to, to tell people is when we talk about mental health, we're really just talking about health. The, if you are leading a healthy life, that bleeds over into all the areas. So the, and if we're talking about physical health or emotional health or financial health, all those things are important and interact together. So, the, so we really, are interested in creating a culture at Mississippi State that promotes a healthy lifestyle and helps our students understand why that's important, how it will be beneficial to them in the future, and then give them healthy habits to take with them when they leave the university. And I think too, um, our podcast is typically listened to by faculty and staff. And our big hope um, when we had the idea to bring you onto the podcast mm -hmm. is that you could give some insight too those employees of how to help students because one of the things that I continue to hear but you're the expert in this and I'm sure you see it COVID changed this dramatically is that absolutely. correct absolutely and I think you know it the I think it exasperated some problems that were already there um it, you know I don't know how deep y'all want to get but we were if we look at our numbers we were seeing an increase in mental health concerns in our students you know the going back five years I mean it's so it is, it's been a continual increase in demand for mental health services. But what we really saw was in 2020, when our students came back, there was this spike. So we went from kind of a gradual 
increase in demand for services to a real spike in, in need. And so, um, again, I don't know how far down this path y'all want to go, but last year, so in fall of 21, I guess, we put together a mental health task force for campus. Now, the, and when I say that, we're really focused on student mental health. That's, you know, that's the, my area is working with students. But, the, but what I did was took some of our folks that deal with, with mental health. So folks from the counseling center, we have a psychiatric nurse practitioner within the health center. Um, the, some of our recreation professionals, they're really focused on the way physical activity impacts mental health. This we took them, that we added in some students who just had the interest in, in how do I the improve mental health for my fellow students. And then we started thinking about what faculty members, what, what disciplines can we engage where the, they're focused on mental health. So the, the folks in the counseling department, the folks in the psychology department, the, the folks in extension that really work with mental health throughout the state. And what I told the, my boss, who's the vice president for student affairs, Regina Hyatt, was I want to get the smartest people on campus in a room, the, or at least the smartest when it comes to mental health, lay out the problem for them, which was this increase in demand that far exceeded our capacity to, to deal with, mm-hmm. and let them tell us, okay, here's how you should address this. The, so it was a, a committee of about 27 people, ultimately. Um, wow. We broke down into, into some different teams to look at some different things. So we had a group that looked at faculty resources. We had a group that looked at the idea of peer support. So how do we engage other students in helping our current students that may be struggling with mental health issues? We looked at a concept called upstreaming, which is beyond kind of the mental health professionals, what things can we be doing to positively impact mental health? And there are a lot of those things. Um, the We looked at this idea of um, the is counseling services providing the the services in the most efficient, effective model. And that one was particularly interesting to me because that we had different chairs and we actually chose a chair from the psychology department for that team instead of one somebody that works in the counseling center because I really wanted to know that if we are not doing this correctly, if there are things we could be doing better, let's do them. Let's get some ideas the, and figure it out. And so we had these different teams uh, and that met kind of on their own and then came back together to put together a proposal that I took to the president. And, and I never like to talk about this without saying the, I don't know that our students understand how lucky they are with our president. The, so we, our task force came up with 13 recommendations. I went and I presented them to the president and the vice presidents at their executive council meeting. The, the president said, okay, do all of those things. The, without talking about the, he didn't say, okay, prioritize them and maybe we can do your top four. The, and and you know, there were some significant costs in some of the things that we talked about, which you know, one of them was increasing the, the number of counselors we had. The, the mental health app is not a very inexpensive service. The, I don't wanna call it cheap because we, you get a lot for it and we're gonna get into that later, I'm sure, but the, it really is the paying for a service for, especially when we're talking about 23,000 students and the, so the, we, those 13 things, he said, make it happen. We'll, we'll fund every one of those things. The, when I talked to my colleagues across the country, there are not many people that number one, had that kind of access to be able to talk to their president about the problems mm-hmm. that our students are facing. And then number two, that for the ones that did kind of have that access, I don't know anybody else that 
was given a, a blank check and say, okay, the, fix it, or at least do your best. Let's get on the right track. And so the, you know, we wouldn't, would not have been able to, to engage in the things that we've done without the support of the president. So the, I always wanna, wanna start with that. And the, because again, we would not be able to be sitting here talking about this without the, not just his blessing on going forward with the program, but finding funding for us. So this was not right. the funding that was lying around that we said, oh, well, let's reallocate. We're not gonna do these things because we didn't wanna stop what we were doing. The, and he said, you know, we're gonna, we will find this in, within the university budget, make it happen. So the, so then we've spent, so that happens um, early summer. And so we spent the summer and early part of fall kind of the, putting together the actual um, pieces of that proposal into programs and, the, and hiring people. And so I know specifically I wanted to get into the MySSP. Um, and that was one of the things we recommended was the, a service that would complement in-person counseling. Um, the, I think one of the things we found during, the, during COVID, because it, it really was both opportunity and difficulty for folks at the university. I think we all found things that we could be doing better and more efficiently. And we also found things that, uh, that hey, these are only gonna happen in person. We, we, we had real trouble being able to provide virtual services in some cases. The, taught us so much, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And I think for the counselors, so the very early on in 2020, we realized that we were probably going to get to a point where we needed to have a virtual option for counseling. I'm not sure that I could say that the, the director, Lou Switzer and I sat around and thought, oh, we're all, we're, at some point, we're gonna be not at the university. But I think we were thinking far enough down the road to think the we're gonna wanna be able to limit contact with folks and we're gonna wanna be able to provide services if somebody is in quarantine because they're sick, we don't wanna not offer them an option for mental health services. And so we were able to get all of our counselors in the counseling center certified to do the virtual the counseling, which is the it's not tough, but you do have to go through some some online classes and and basically just like CTL offers a course on how do you correctly teach an online course, the this is kind of talking to counselors about what are the differences between in-person and virtual counseling and the how do you provide that effectively. Hmm. So they all got certified before we the, we sent our students home. So in March in 2020, when they said, the, you know, we're not coming back from spring break, we're gonna be providing virtual classroom experiences. Our counseling center was ready for that and able to, the, even before a lot of our classrooms were ready and a lot of our professors were ready to, to deliver online content, the, our counseling center was on the spot and able to offer the, the counseling. But one of the things that I realized and the, because they brought it to my attention, is that counseling only works when the person is physically in the state that you were licensed. So a Mississippi uh, State student that maybe went home to Tennessee that could not receive even virtual services from our counseling center. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Right, I didn't either. But our the, our counselors were, and I, and I don't know if it was part of their training in the virtual classroom mm -hmm. or, the, or if they just know this because you know, they're the ones that are that are, go through the licensure process, but they brought that to my attention. And so we were actually able to engage my SSP at that point for just our out-of-state and international students. The, so 
the, they provided virtual counseling uh, because what they do is subcontract to folks within that are licensed in all these different states the, to just so when my when the, the ISP address pops up that I'm in Tennessee, they connect you automatically. There's I don't even think they do it manually. I think the, their system is just set up to connect you that's in the same state that you were physically located. So, was, the, so as long as you're not using a VPN or something that's going to confuse the, that system, it just automatically connects you with the counselor that's licensed wherever you are. Can I ask you uh, a question about that? Sure. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But so if a student is a Mississippi State student, they go home for the weekend to Tennessee, mm -hmm. because you have this app now, you can provide services, whereas before they wouldn't Absolutely. have been able to. Okay. Uh, so our ability to, to provide services has greatly expanded with this app. But, you know, we've never provided any type of study abroad support before. The, and now we're able right. to. This yeah. is a global company that will connect you with somebody that if I'm in France doing a study abroad, it will connect you with somebody licensed in France and let you pick the language that you want to be supported in. So you'll be able to say, oh, I, I'm a native English speaker. I really want somebody that speaks English. And it will connect you with somebody that is both licensed in France and speaks English. The, so it, it's really a great service. But the, but I guess the point I, I way back I, I started to make was it's really a compliment because what we found was that students will accept virtual counseling and there's probably even a niche group that prefer the virtual counseling, but that a whole lot of our students that they are seeking this mental health help want to sit down with the person in person and get it. And the, so knowing that and the, having the experience with it when we first went home in 2020, and we only did that for a, a short-term contract until we came back in the fall of, uh, of 20. But having that experience, the let us know that it was something we wanted to proceed with and wanted to continue. The because again, there is that niche group of folks that want virtual counseling, and there's the. But what it also does is provides 24-hour support. So there's always somebody, always a licensed counselor that you can talk to. Mm -hmm. uh, and they they have a, a list of our protocols, so they they'll go through it and say a student is suicidal. Well, then they will get them in touch with our on-call counselor, who is physically can go get, meet that student on campus. Or if it's somebody, if it's past that point, and maybe they just need to get to a hospital, that that counselor that they're talking to has can call up our police department and say, hey, I'm the counselor with my SSP, and I've got a student in let's say Ruby Hall that's suicidal, here's the here's their name, here's the room number, that they need help right now. Gotcha. The, so that's providing some 24-hour support that, that we had a crisis line and you could do that, but this is seamless. And it's the, these counselors all were trained to know who to contact at Mississippi State, what the numbers are, what the protocol is for us. Um, the So I think the, so again, it's really a great compliment to what we were doing um, and you can get 24-hour access. You mentioned going home. That's one of the things I'm really looking forward to is that our students that go home for the holidays, wherever they go home, are now going to have access to a counselor. They can talk to them. The, I would say one of the things that they don't have is kind of continuing care because you can call it as many times as you want, as many times a day, you can call them every day, but it won't necessarily connect you with the same counselor. It's just kind of luck of the draw about who's available at that time on that day. So, and, they, and it's completely anonymous for our students so there's no record unless there's an emergency situation that where our counselor might have to respond or somebody on campus has to respond. There's no record that's kept uh, of what they talked about with the counselor. So that it doesn't build on 
the what's happened previously. Like you, like if you go see our counseling center, you're going to see the same counselor the, for multiple times, mm-hmm. and it will be this connection from one session to the next about okay, here's where we left off. Let's talk about this other thing. And you're not going to get that if you're using my SSP because it doesn't connect you with the same person unless it's just by chance. And so the, but if you just you know I'm a little bit down because the you know, I'm home and I'm missing all my friends, the, it's somebody to talk to about whatever. If you're anxious because finals are coming up and the, I know a lot of our students get anxious this time of year. So the, and you just, you don't necessarily need that continuing care because you know what the problem is. You're anxious because finals are coming and you're, and maybe you're right on that borderline of losing your scholarship. The, and so you know kind of what it is, but you just want to talk to somebody about it. This is a great resource for that. The, because you can connect. And one of the things the, that my SSP allows you to do is you can use the telephone so you can talk to somebody, but you can also chat with somebody via text. The, so it, you know, a lot of our students are just more comfortable with that modality. The, you know, they'll text people all day long, but don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. Right. The, so, so you can true. make that connection. The, and the, you know, because it may be you just want some affirmation or you just want some reassurance. The, and you can get that without leaving your room, without having to call me. You know, maybe it's the middle of the night and I live in a house where if I, the, if I call somebody, it's going to wake other people up. So I can just chat with somebody the, to kind of talk about what's going on, how I'm feeling. The, and they may give me some suggestions about, you know, what might be a good thing for you to do. Just get some physical activity. Get up and get moving around. The, or maybe it's, hey, tell me about the, the type of things that bring you peace. And you say, oh, well, I love to read. Like, okay, well, maybe you take an hour for yourself, step away from your studies and read something that is that just for pleasure. And by being able to talk through some of those things with students that you know is a good idea, but if you don't hear it from somebody else, maybe you're not going to do it. Right. Um, yeah, so the, the I can go on and on about my SSP. It's that is really, phenomenal. Really great service. And that's just one layer. So there's also, you can do virtual counseling through the app. So any student can get three sessions with the same counselor um, with that kind of continuing care. The, and all they have to do is when they originally connect with, the, with that counselor is just tell them, hey, I'd like to actually get the, the virtual counseling. And then that person probably isn't able to do it. But what they do is they get you in touch with somebody that does scheduling and will set up the a virtual appointment for you that works for you and gets you connected with somebody that can give you, uh, we can do three sessions completely free for the student. The, and so that one is the kind of an add-on service the, that we're able to, to provide. And we really thought wanted that to kind of help us with our waiting list because one of the things, one of the reasons that we started engaging this task force that we talked about at the beginning was just the sheer number of people that were coming in seeking the help in our counseling center was the, I think at this point last year, so right before finals, the, right around that Thanksgiving break, we probably had 150 people on our waiting list last year, which the, so we triage everybody that comes in the counseling center. So you're, if you go into the virtual waiting room or you show up at their office, you're going to talk to a counselor that day. And what that counselor does is go through the, some assessment um, instruments that we have, and it's going to tell them 
the put the, your that counselor will put you into one of three categories. Either the, so, if you were suicidal, you're not walking out of that building. The, you're going to see a counselor. You're going to get the help you need. The before you, you know, there is no waiting. There is no, oh my gosh, the, they told me to come back tomorrow. So if you're a true emergency like that, you will see a counselor that day. So if you have an acute need, but maybe it's not an emergency, we're going to get you in within a couple of days. We're going to find the first available the slot to get you into. But we have a lot of the folks that are that we consider level threes, which is still important, but not an emergency and not an acute. And it's the folks that just have maybe general depression or general anxiety, or there's an, something that's happened that is very specific. So the, my aunt passed away. I was very close to her. I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with that grief while I'm still in school. Hmm. So those people, unfortunately, are the ones that go on to our waiting list. And one of the things we're able to do now is give them information about my SSP and say, listen, if you want to talk to somebody right now, you can connect right now. We're just, we're still going to keep going on our waiting list and we're going to get you in as soon as we can. The, and, you know, you can do both things, right? We're not saying do one instead of the other. We're just giving you the option of, hey, today you can talk to somebody about this. And if they can help you, great. If you think, no, I really want that in-person session, it's when we call you and say, hey, we've got an appointment for you, then come on in. The, and so, but the, the point I was trying to make is we were at 150 the, a year ago at this time, and we're down to about 20 the, this year. And so we're not happy, right? 20 is still too many people that can't see a counselor right away. But the progress that we've been able to make, the, we feel good about. And I think the more people find out about my SSP, the more we can engage in some of these other initiatives that we've done uh, we would, we're very hopeful that we're going to get to a point where we won't even have a waiting list that will be just, you know, you may have to wait like a week, but you'll walk out of there with it, with it scheduled and be like, okay, this is when I come in to see a counselor. The, so we're, the, we're extremely pleased with our progress, but know that there's still some work to do, but we, we definitely think we're going to get there. So the rate of success, uh, you mentioned obviously that it's anonymous and that we, and that the waiting list has been cut dramatically, but there's still a chunk. Are there any other factors or stats or data points that you that you have access to to show how successful the MySSP app has been? Yeah, so the there, I would judge the the success specifically the app because you know I I am not willing to credit MySSP completely with the with the shrinking of the of the waiting list because we've done some other things. Um, that I think have all impacted that wait list. But the, the way that I'm measuring success with my SSP is two things. Number one, students actually downloading the app. The, because when I, I've been in front of every student group that I can find and get in front of to talk to about this app. And the, the message I give all of them is put the app on your phone right now. Because at three o'clock in the morning, when you decide you need to talk to somebody, is not the time to be trying to remember this thing I was talking about and find it. Right. If it's on your phone, then if you ever need it, all you have to do is open it up and you can connect. And you're ready, right. So, the, so the, the, that's the, the first point. And the second point is the number of calls or the number of connections we're actually making. Um, so I'm actually currently waiting on our October report. The, so we started the, the rollout for my SSP in the middle of September. Um, the, so, Halfway through September, the I think it was about the 15th, so right around exactly halfway through the month, 
But, and what we found, uh, we had 500 downloads within those two weeks in September that we saw the report for, and we had about 100 calls come in. But, so I feel pretty good about the within two weeks of rolling this thing out that 500 students put it on their phone and we're starting to use the service. Um, so I would love to be able to give you the, the November report or the October report. The, they promised it to me and I was hoping I would have it before this the, before we get on this afternoon because I talked to our connection with my SSP on Monday and he swore that the, he had asked him to run the report and was going to get it to me as soon as possible, but I haven't seen it yet. So, the, but that's kind of my, the, the way I'm kind of measuring success for my SSP is the, are we getting people to put it on their phones and are people using the service? Um, so early returns were good, the, but uh, I'm the, a little bit on edge about what October is, is going to give us. Right. And, and I don't have a number in my head. I tried, uh, <laughs> Regina and I sat around and tried to think about this, like what would make me happy? The, if, say, if they said, oh, you had 2,500 downloads or the, and I really, and I don't know the, because the, because ultimately where I want to get to is every student has it on their phone, the, whether they use it or not. And the, so one of the things that we've been engaged with um, planning for next year is working with orientation to try to get our orientation leaders to get our undergraduates as they're coming through orientation to go ahead and put it on their phone. Mm -hmm. And the, and so, you know, within three years, you know, hopefully have every student has it is made, it's more almost like a conscious choice of no, I'm taking it off my phone, even though I put it on there doing orientation. But, and most people won't do that. Most of our students would leave it on there. Um, so the, that, that, but for, for now, I, I think we're tentatively happy the, with our early results, but until we get to that point, where every student uh, has gotten it on their phone, uh, I, I don't think we're going to be completely happy because the, ultimately that, that's the, the key for me is whether you use it or not, I want every student to have it available. The, I mean, and theoretically it is, but I want it at your fingertips. I want it the, the person that's never dealt with anxiety before that all of a sudden is having... Uh, an anxious moment because of a test that they think is going to be tougher and then maybe they're not ready for, they can, they have somebody to connect with, no question. And they know that that's on their phone and they can do it. Uh, so that's what we're shooting for. I love and, that philosophy of not waiting until you feel like you need it. It's there when you do need it. It's, right. it's the better than to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Absolutely. Scenario. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of tests, uh, it is that time of the semester stress is going through the roof for a lot of students. Uh, why is it a really good time? I mean, it may be obvious, but but to seek out help or have this at your fingertips or uh, even get on that wait list at this time of the year. Sure. And I think the if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling a little bit depressed, if you're worried about the future, if you're worried about things that are happening around you, get the help. Right, that's what we have counselors for. That's why we have this app, is just for you to be able to connect and talk with someone. I, I think we've gotten to a better place in society uh, with the less stigmatization of mental health. But I still think that a lot of us think, oh yeah, it's okay. We're not getting here. It's not. It's not a problem. Uh, I think great if somebody needs it. But we still a lot of times think it's for other people. 
the even though most of us know somebody that's getting counseling that's getting that kind of support that i think there's still a lot of folks that just don't think that they need it and so the uh, if i could give a message to all of our students it would be everybody needs it. the everybody has those moments of doubt everybody has those moments of anxiety when you don't have to struggle with that alone when we have this service that you can use to completely anonymously connect with somebody and just talk about whatever it is that's giving you that little bit of anxiety the, or that little bit of homesickness or the a, a student, especially maybe a freshman that's thinking, oh, I'm not even sure I want to come back after I go home for the holidays or the opposite. Hey, the, you know, I, I didn't have necessarily a great home life. I don't want to go home for the holidays. So I'm stressed out about that. The, mm-hmm. Just having somebody to talk to about those things can help you work through it and get in a better place. There's no reason to struggle with these things alone when the, we have folks on campus and we have this app that provides you support. The, and I would like to, to make a point because if you, when folks start downloading it and it's available on the, I, the Android and the iOS app store, you just look at my SSP the, and it'll be the only thing that pops up. It does ask you the, which college you're associated with. So if you start typing in Mississippi, two colleges will pop up, Mississippi State, Mississippi College, choose Mississippi State. It's going to ask your name the, and people get a little weary about that. Like, oh, is it really anonymous if they're asking my name? But the, so we never see that, right? That is, is really just so that the counselor you're gonna put, get put in touch with know, has a name to call you. So put your preferred name if you want, put an alias, the, whatever you put in there, there's no authentication. So it doesn't have to check that name to make sure that person is a Mississippi State student. They, the, one of the things that's wonderful about this company is it's a company founded and run by counselors who just saw this niche of need. The, so they're not really concerned about Oh, is a student enrolled for spring? The, or oh, the what if your what if your buddy who's a student at Old Miss wants you know uses just says oh I'm going to use this app. They don't care. The, they just want to help. That's all built into their model of being able to sustain the business. The so they just want to be helpful. So the whatever you put in as your name, you're still going to be able to use the service. You're still going to connect. The so. The, don't be freaked out the, if you're if you're like, oh, you know, I don't want people to know that I'm using the service, the, the service, because we won't. And you may hate this last question, but if somebody asks you, what is one of the best things I can do to help my mental health? What would you tell them? So there are a ton of things you can do. And for students, especially, I would say two things that you need to the keeping in the forefront of your mind, a lot of times our students don't. I need to have some level of physical activity. The, I need, whether it doesn't have to be going to the gym, it can just be getting up and walking around. But you need to get up and move around, the, you know, I would say once every hour. So even if you're sitting down studying, get up and do a lap around the library, then come back to your books. And two, have a regular sleep schedule. There are too many people that don't realize that what lack of sleep does to your body, does to your brain. And so pulling an all-nighter, the people think, oh, the, that's just extra studying I can do and then I can sleep after my test. You are actually the much less likely to do well in your test if you do those hours of studying instead of sleeping. So if you study and you know go to bed at 10 o'clock and instead of you know trying to stay up from 10 until that eight o'clock class, continuing to study, that you're going to do better if you 
preload that studying, get a good night's sleep, uh, hmm. and then take the test. Same goes for, you know, it increases the prevalence of depression. It increases the prevalence of anxiety if you're not getting enough sleep. The, so a little bit of physical activity and a little bit of sleep uh, will do wonders for your mental health. Wonderful answer. Thank you so much. Well, Dr. Bam, I, we really want to appreciate you taking the time to be here with us and talk about this. This is a very important topic, uh, and not just for students, it's for faculty and staff as well. Um, absolutely. You're going to make a point yeah, about that. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Because I know we talked, we, the, I have some long-winded answers, so we didn't get to oh, all the things I know we were talking about. Oh. But one of the things I want to point out about my SSP is the so faculty can't use it as a resource for themselves. So they can't connect with it and say, hey, I'm a faculty member at Mississippi State, I need to talk to somebody. But one of the wonderful things about the service is you can use it to consult about students. So okay. the, if you want to be able to so you say, oh, I've noticed that you know a student's changed behavior and I'm worried about them, you can use my SSP to connect and be like, listen, I'm a professor at Mississippi State. The, I've got the student in my class. Here are the things I'm noticing. Should I do something about that? Should I be worried? And so, number one, they're counselors, so they're going to be able to tell you, yeah, you should probably be worried, or no, that's probably not anything to, to be really concerned about. You might just keep up keep up with them and, and see what's going on. But if it is something to be concerned about, they also know all of our protocols, right? So they're going to be able to say, oh, what you need to do is go to the dean student's website and put them into, the, there's a place to report students of concern. You just put the information in there, they're going to take care of it. Or they'll say, mm, those are some serious red flags. Let me connect you directly to to the police dispatch, because you're going to need to talk to a police officer about that. Or, oh, um, let me get the, our counselor on call to call you back, because that's something that's a serious mm-hmm. concern. The, so great resource for faculty the, to be able to talk yeah. about students. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I am so glad you said that. We've really focused our efforts so far on, kind of, on students and getting the word out about students get, and making that connection. The, but yeah, we really want to start focusing on some of these other things, because they're there, it's a very, there, there's a lot of depth to this app. And so it's not just about the, the counselors and we haven't focused on any of the other pieces yet, but, the, mm-hmm. and probably won't this semester, the, but as we get back, we're going to start rolling out some training videos and some things to engage these other things. That's like a free fitness tracker. The, I mean, there's just all kinds of, there's some online fitness classes that you can do virtually through this. There's a lot of things you can do that we, so we, we're kind of like at the tip of the iceberg, but the, want to get into these other things. And probably the next thing that we need to really start talking about is the resource that, that it is for faculty. Well, again, Dr. Bam, thank you so much for being able to talk about this uh, with us and for taking the time. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or, or concerns about this podcast or you have an idea for a future episode, please email Karen at kbrown at deanas.msstate.edu. Thanks for joining us. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the Vision Podcast. Be sure to visit our website, www.cas.msstate.edu, for more information about the College of Arts and Sciences. Please be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We'd appreciate you helping us spread the word letting others know about the podcast. You can also stay up to date on news and information 
about the College of Arts and Sciences by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Mississippi State University College of Arts and Sciences, learning through discovery.